With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Darnold, ready for the snap. Quarterback sneak, being pushed from behind. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Touchdown. Steve Smith Sr. here on The Rich Eisen Show. How for real are the Carolina Panthers? Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I think they are for real. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Fox Sports analyst Emmanuel Acho. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. Two-time Super Bowl champion, James Harrison. Coming up, three-time NFL Pro Bowler, Sean Merriman. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, sir. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Before we take you to the rest of week number three in bulk, we already spoke to Jalen Hurts. He's on Monday Night Football to wrap up this week. Dak Prescott scheduled to be with us on Monday's show prior to the Cowboys hosting the Eagles, their home opener against the Eagles. We are all over the map today. Emmanuel Acho in hour number one. James Harrison in hour number two. Chris Brockman is manning the phones because Adam, our call screener, tapped out of today. He's in Chicago right <laughs> he now. He, he went home. It. He's like, hey, I'm not going to be there on Friday. Jay is sitting in for Mike Del Tufo. Mr. Feller does it pretty much every Friday now. Are you here every Friday now? Is that basically uh, what it's going to be? Yes. It's okay if that's the case. Yes. It's wonderful. I'm, ha- I'm having surgery, so I'm going to be out for yeah. a few weeks. Okay. He's so got some serious surgery. Is everything all right? Uh, just a broken spine, but I'm good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's got some back surgery. Just a broken it. spine, yeah. but it, I'm good. As Mike Tyson would say, it's spinal. <laughs> okay. Very good. So, um, Don't worry, Rich. TJ, we, you're we, here. We mentioned him the last segment, yeah. Cal Ripken Jr., the yeah. Iron Man. You're there. Tony Stark, okay. Ghostface Killer, me, the Iron Man. Brockman is manning the phones. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. He's pissed about it because he's got other things to do. It's not, not just happy. it's not his job normally. I mean, anybody from NFL Network will tell you anytime Chris Brockman was asked to do something other than what he considers to be his job is a little bit of, you know, an issue. <laughs> yes, and I'm saying this now because he's definitely in full conversation right now and he's maybe hearing half of what I'm saying and the other half of what he's trying to figure out to do his job. That's not really his job, only to serve to piss him off. Basically, what his job this hour should be is posting videos from the previous two hours on our Twitter feed, at Rich Eisen Show, monitoring what's going on on the news front. There's stuff going on in the Ryder Cup. Bryson DeChambeau just hit somebody in the head with a drive. He's got to focus on that. He's also got to give you some terrible gambling advice at the end of this show. And now he's off the phone. How are you, Chris? Did you check in our latest call? That was, that was Dave uh, from Florida 
calling yeah. up. He wanted to let me know yes. that his um, yeah, his, he's a lifelong Giants fan. His daughter's a Giants fan, yeah. but his son-in-law is a Patriots fan, and their their son roots for both teams. And I'm like, well, that's weird, Giants and Patriots. But he said it can be done. So why does he want to come us? on the show to do it? Well, he just wanted to talk to me personally. Well, listen, here's the deal. Is, uh, now I, I have opened the door to basically say, if, if you want to talk to Chris Brockman, no, no. If, this is not to just chit-chat on company time. Oh. This is for you to check them in to hang on to talk to all of us. All right? That's the way this works. Got it. This Got is it. not like... So now Adam's out, and I got a guy who's like chit-chatting with people and hanging the phone up. And then when Del Tufo's here and I say goodbye to our guest, he's like giving the Jewish goodbye to these people. Hey, good to talk to you, man. Thanks for calling. Hey, how do you mother for me? Oh, we worked at Fox and I did that one show. Oh, yeah. So, hey, what's going on? And it's just like, hey, bro. I can hear you over here. We still have a show to do. He was a nice guy. Good, he very good. He watches the show from... So he didn't hang on to give us to that conversation? No, he just wanted to talk to me. And somebody <laughs> during the commercial break just, like, pranked you? Is that what you're saying? Pretty much, pretty much got jerky-boyed in the middle. All right, hold on. Someone's calling. All right, right. somebody's calling out right hey, now. Anybody know Salami? <laughs> By the way, Bryson DeChambeau did, in fact, hit a patron, a gallery member, however you want to put it, uh-huh. in the... It, uh, was it in the head? I don't know where. I just, I just knew they got hit. Do you think they was it like Kepka's girlfriend? Because <laughs> you remember, do you remember when Chuck Knobloch had throwing problems? He had, yes, he had. He was. He could not find first base. No. Okay. And I remember I was at a baseball writers association dinner uh-huh. at the end of a year honoring all the award winners and this was when the Yankees were winning everything year in and year out so the dais was filled with honorees and they were all Yankees Jeter Tory Clemens Cone David well they were all up there mm-hmm. and Bill Sheft a comedian Letterman was, it was Letterman right yeah. one of Letterman's guy was yeah. so great he was the they he was the ta- the talent and for the night that they had as a comedian in the middle of the event. And he told a joke. Because <laughs> Steinbrenner was on one side with Tory and Jeter and the other side were the other players. The other players lost their minds and the people sitting next to Tory and whatever needed to comport themselves because they couldn't laugh at it. Mm-hmm. But the joke was Knobloch is so bad with his accuracy, we should send him to Cuba to overthrow Castro. (laughs) (laughs) But you remember, he threw one in the stands and it hit Keith Olbermann's mom. Literally, that was the question I was about to ask you. The worst person you could hit. I was just about to ask you Yes, it was in fact Keith Olbermann's mother. (laughs) That's why I'm wondering if DeChambeau hit like Kepka's girlfriend with the the errant T-ball. Is everybody okay Oh, actually, funny you should mention that. He Uh, did. uh, Sam Farmer just tweeted... That he talked to the woman who got hit by DeChambeau's drive. She's from Indianapolis. Okay. Thing came screaming in hot after 330 yards, drilled her in the ankle. Wow. She's fine. Okay, ankle. Got a signed golf ball for her efforts. There you go, everybody. All right. She day to day? I think she's hole hole. <laughs> But aren't we all rich? Oh, but aren't we all rich? Alternate, she's on an al- <laughs> alternate ankle. That's what she's on right now. Right? That's the type of play she's got right now. Alternate ankle. Ankle. Sam Farmer on top of it. Is U.S. still up 3-1 in early matches? Still up 3-1. Okay, very good. Hey, real quick. Can you explain to me how the scoring goes for this? Like, 3-1, what does that mean? 3-1 and one means you're up by three strokes with one hole to go. That's a wrap. Okay. 
That's what that means, but the U.S. has won three of their morning matches. Right. So it, it, each match, you win a point. Yeah, right. Each match. And if you have, then it's worth If you're half. tied after 18 holes, it's a half. Right. Okay. Right. There you go. And All so, right. And it's first to like 12. We got so many phone calls, and people want to call, and it's great. Um, this is a name we haven't seen in a long time. Is that, is that our Mike from Jackson? It is. Okay. What's up, Mike? How you been? Good afternoon, everybody. Chris, hope you're doing well. Thanks, Hello, Mike. Richard. Whoa. <laughs> Normally you reserve that as a. By the way, everyone wants to know uh, Mike is a Pittsburgh guy. He's got the thick accent right there in Duval County. Can't stand Brockman because of the Patriot stuff. <laughs> Normally you give him the, the Seinfeld greeting, but you just gave it to me. What did I do to piss you off, Mike? <laughs> Brockman, and I, Brock and, Brockman and I have come to a good understanding. We're cool now. Okay. What's so, going right. um, You know, you got to. Every time that I've called and complained about officiating and how well it is, which it's not, it's not good at all in college and pro yep. anything. Mm-hmm. Now I hear you complain about it, but every time I called in, you said, play better than the roast ref, Mike. I feel like, you know, kind of being a little hypocritical. Maybe. How, how am I being hypocritical? <laughs> by, by great higher <laughs> register. Higher what, register. What, no, which means maybe. you don't believe what you're saying. What What am I being hypocritical about? Uh, the fact that you're even complaining. You should be say that's all you should say. Play better than the rest ref, but you shouldn't have come. If you're going to say that, don't complain about the officiating. If you're going to play, complain about the officiating, don't say play better than the rest ref. Okay. These games are so close yes. that officiate, bad officiating matters. Of course it matters. No, I, it, I would like the officials to be better than what they do. Is there anything specific that I've said uh, about a, an official call, or you're just calling to oh, I mean, take the, me to the, task? The, over the last couple months, just between some college football stuff, I think there was a pass interference in the Ravens. And you were correct. It was a bad pass interference call, I think, on the Raiders. Uh-huh. Monday night in the Raiders-Ravens oh, yeah. Ravens game. Yep. Uh, if I remember, I mean, it's all, you know, you watch so much sports, it all kind of melds together sometimes. All right, Mike. Well, it's good to talk to you. That's uh, Mike in Jacksonville. Call back. Mike used to call back way back in the day where I would have no problem with fans calling and telling me I'm full of it. Now I I will not count. (laughs) You won't stand stand for it? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Good to talk to him. Um, Let's go to Jake in Durham, North Carolina. What's up, Jake? Hey, Rich. How you doing? I'm I'm hanging. Same here. What's going on? Congrats on the Panthers um, if, if you're a fan of that team sitting there in, uh, in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, I like the Panthers, but I'm a Patriots guy, so I'm from Boston originally. Okay. So, you know, sorry about your Jets, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to check in with you because um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Zach Wilson, five picks after two games. Yes. Sam Darnold, 3-0 with the Panthers. Yes. Looks great. I mean, how you doing, bud? Well, I'm doing fine. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Did you hear the beginning of the show, or you didn't hear the beginning of the show? I called it a little late. Okay. Here's what I said at the beginning of the show, is that Sam Darnold deserves all the kudos. Congratulations to him. And this proves that it was the Jets, not him. It was, you know, it's not, it's not, it, it, it's you, not me. You know, like the old line. It's not, you know, it's not you, it's me. No, it's, it's not me, it's you. It's the reverse of it. It was the Jets. It was the Jets who screwed it up who had a guy that they could have built around, and then they didn't do it because they fired their coach. And then they, Look, thanks for the call. When you change coaches, you change general managers, you're going you're gonna to be asking for it. And that's why I'm concerned about Justin Fields, bro. I'll tell you that. That's part of the reason why I'm concerned. That's why I think he should stay in no matter what. Because if, these, if this whole season gets screwed up and you change general managers, you do change coaches, you could screw that one up too. Doesn't have to be that way. Rams, if you recall, had Goff hooked up with Jeff Fisher. 
and then they decide to bring in a new coach, and that kind of worked out. So it could be better off, right? It was better off for Trubisky with Nagy, wasn't it? Certainly for one year it was. One year. So that's why I need to see what's the scheme going to look like this weekend. <laughs> Honestly, this is your Ferrari. This is your Ferrari, as Kyle Brandt pointed out. Are you going to be Cameron in Chicago and crash this thing? Or are we going to have a parade like Ferris Bueller? What are we going to have? And if you're the right guy for it, let's go. Coach of the year from a couple years ago, let's scheme it. Let's see it. Be you, Matt Nagy. Let's see it. Be you. Now, that's why I am concerned. The Jets had a kid and screwed it up. They screwed it up. They did not build around him. They did not build around him. They did not put him in the proper hands once they changed coaches. They did not put him in a proper roster around him with a general manager. They let one general manager draft and then fire him, hire another one, and let him fire the other coach after a year. Now we're starting again. Yeah, Zach's got five picks, Patriot boy. I get it. But it was against the Patriots. That's, but look, this is the lumps he's got to take, which is why I wanted Justin Fields in to begin with from the beginning. I want to be consistent here, despite Mike from Jacksonville saying what he said. Because, Rich, these are mistakes that Zach makes in week two. He's not going to make Let's in week hope 12. Not. He shouldn't, Let's right? hope so, not. And he especially shouldn't make them next year. So it does. And make the sense. Jets did the right thing by getting Darnold out. There's no reason to start, to start fresh with a new coaching staff ish because Darnold if he doesn't do very well with this crappy roster one that's built being built up now the new coaching staff owns Darnold mm-hmm. and the problems as they have to now pay him a lot more money for a fifth year option you start the clock from scratch with a new kid with your new coach and your new general manager and your new roster and go to work Elliot in Kansas will take your phone call here in the Rich Eyes show what's up Elliot Rich. Oh, man. What's up? Hey, so uh, I don't know if this is super random, but yesterday or the day before you had uh, Steve Smith on? Yesterday, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, a couple years ago when he was playing for Baltimore, it was after a Thursday night game. They played uh, Cleveland, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, he was on the, on the set after the game, and he was – talking about an analyst from the NFL Network who uh, said uh, something. They're in, the Ravens are in trouble if they uh, rely on a 37-year-old to win ball games. Uh-huh. Elliot, are you doing you something guys, else, talking to us? Like, what are you I'm doing? Working. you cleaning stuff up around? Sorry. Where are you? What are you doing no, right I'm now? I'm working. Okay. I'm a delivery driver. So okay. Let me stop. Here. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> I, the last thing I want you to do is not yeah. your appointed rounds. Got to make that money. Yeah, I know. Your cash money. <laughs> hey, I'm making it, baby. I love it. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, they say, uh, you guys are like, hey, who was it? He just, Rodney Harrison. And he goes, don't take digs at me because I'm going to dig back and dig deeper. My shovel's bigger than yours. Oh, I loved. I loved. Steve him ever since. Smith is somebody who, with whom you do not want to trifle, and and I'll tell you that is the guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame bust room one day. That's why he's there. You know, sometimes it would backfire against him, maybe in a couple times early in his career. And thanks for the call. Keep doing your job. You're appointed around. Call back as well. Don't lose our number. 
I love his and his phraseology. Well, the king of ice up, son. Told Albert Bird to ice up, right? Ice up, son. <laughs> Told Bert to ice up. All right, Chris in Los Angeles. This is uh, this is territory. I don't know if you really want to go here because TJ does not like notes. <laughs> TJ's not a fan of pushback. Yeah, he's about to get one right now. Oh, so okay. In LA, okay. Yep. First of all, so I preface this by saying that okay, your top five list. Now, usually, I love your top five list, but okay. today, when you throw Kobe in there, number two, mm-hmm. as a spawn of a star. Mm. That that's your that's your seller's remorse right there. Mm. You booed him all the time. Now you throw your little seller's remorse out there. Mm-hmm. Bail, that makes sense. Throw him at three. Peyton should be two. We don't we don't need your fake love now, bro. You you've been booing him your whole life. Oh. <laughs> don't put him on there, right? We? I mean, is there a, is there a mouse in your pocket? Like, who is this we yeah. that, that we're, we're talking about? Me, me and Mickey Mouse don't need your fake. Gotcha. Money. I'm sorry. And what was your name again? <laughs> Chris in Los Angeles. Chris, okay, Chris. So, who and, does I, not want your Clipper love for that? And that's the fine. Spawn of jelly bean. And I, I appreciate that, Chris. And so, what I'm going to do this afternoon is I'm going to look out for Chris's top five, and then you could put oh, anyone on your top five, no. and then I'll come and I'll check. This take is a not. Look at this it. is you not. Know what I mean, this is no, no. Excuse me. You have a position here where you can take the slings and arrows. Yeah, but I and also he's making a good point. The caller makes a good point. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> King. He's saying you don't come into the Laker house mm-hmm. and own Kobe in any way, shape, or form as not, one of your own. I'm not trying to own Kobe. I'm just saying that Kobe deserves to be on the list. I booed Kobe because I didn't like the Lakers and I saw how good Kobe was and I knew he was from Philly and I knew his dad played from Philly and the whole his whole career I would go, man, if this dude only played for the Sixers. Chris, so, Chris, your thoughts? No, I get that, but his dad wasn't a star, and that's that's your point of your spawn of stars. That, that's so that's not a, feel like not a, fake love. Okay, right, so. that's why you're putting in Kobe. I'm putting in right. Kobe because Joe Jellybean Bryant played for the Six, ladies and gentlemen. He wasn't a star, bro. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Chris. Keep calling back. You know, sometimes he people, wasn't a star, bro. Was it really that funny? Like, yes, I mean, it was it, funny. You saying that way he wasn't a star, bro? I kind of found that. Didn't you find that's that? That's pretty funny. Yeah, pretty funny. I'm starting to see something, a pattern forming here. What's a pattern forming? (laughs) See, I told you, he does not like notes. Doesn't like notes. Why don't you like notes? Everybody gives notes. Does everybody take notes, though? (laughs) Well, we know one person doesn't. <laughs> well, if the note is better than my note, then I'll take the note. But I'm going to give you some notes. I'm going to give this man some notes. to receive a note that was better than my note. I'm going to give so. this man some notes. Excellent callers today, Chris. Hey, thanks, Rich. I know you can't take responsibility well, for I mean, it, but you've been checking them in. Checking them in. And you put down the notes. I could, see, I could see what they want to talk about, yeah. lead them to what they want, weave them in and out. Because as you know, the Rich Eisen show isn't just a show. It's a tapestry. <laughs> We're weaving. And bobbing and weaving when TJ is throwing haymakers because he's pissed at notes. Man, you you got to understand what pissed is. Like, I, for me to be pissed would mean my blood pressure rose. TJ, which play, along. play along. <laughs> I, I, don't play, I don't play along like that. I mean, I know. I know. You're getting mad. I just play no. along. All right. No, Sean is, Merriman, everybody. Real. Sean Merriman, he's next. So are you. 844-204-RICH. Sneaky good games as well as... Three games under the radar. Phone lines are lit. Chris Brockman's taking calls. Hey, Sean, what's up, brother? There we go. That's next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, boy. TJ, during the break, at 1.3 of the phone lines lit at once. <laughs> it's like a Christmas tree over there. Yes. I got the two call. of them. Now, get, them now, now oh, get wait, hold on. Now check in Sean. Sean's check Sean. Yeah, You're going. Right. Hey, man, what's up? Yeah, what's going on? Here we go. Sean's checked in. He's in. Sean's Look at in. you, man. Sean's you checked in. in two calls and a guest who you told to call back because he called in too early. I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> Who are you? I'm clearly better than Adam. And you posted a video of Jalen Hurts <laughs> during the commercial. I mean, like, look at you. Oh, on. Someone's calling right now. There you go. 603. That's New Hampshire. Say hi to your mother for me. Rich Eisen Show, what's your comment? Are you really pissed over there? No, I'm posting. Hey, you're posting? I'm doing some Facebook stuff. Not pissed, stuff. you're posting. I'm doing some Facebook stuff right now. Oh, really? Yeah. This is great. I love it. <laughs> That's what I do during the day. Okay. Go check that out a little this bit. This is content. This is the, how the sausage gets made. All right. He's over there checking in somebody. All right. TJ, you're posting Facebook, right? Yeah, just, I just okay, put up is, the I mean, Jeffrey Dean a, Morgan let Russ cook on let, Facebook. Let Negan or cook. Let Negan he cook, just, he sorry, just yeah. put that hashtag out on Twitter. I saw that. Because he's yeah. tweeting at us during a show. I mean, you're taking calls. You're posting videos. You're posting videos. That was Dave from Florida. He called back. <laughs> Dave from Florida. Call back. Call back. Okay. And so... We got lots going on. You're checking in Sean Merriman. There's so much happening right Bryson now. Bryson DeChambeau's hitting, hitting gallery people. members in the ankle. <laughs> signing, <laughs> signing golf balls. Sorry, I hit you in the ankle. I'm only, I only swing the hardest on yeah. the tour. How do you so, even fit that on a golf ball? So, hey, seriously, a, his, golf ball's, his golf ball's going fast. As the exit velocity look, makes Giancarlo Stanton look like a tortoise. <laughs> I mean, her ankle must be blowing up right now, that poor woman. Uh, can we get an ice pack on that? Is it still three to one right now? Still three to one. And how are we? How are we in the afternoon? In the uh, in the afternoon matches right now? Uh, split. We I, split. I gotta check. Let me check. What else are you doing over there, <laughs> bro? I mean, all like it's just don't worry. We got we got four guests. 
And then we got TJ's big ass grab bag, and we got other segments. Don't worry, no one's going to call. Uh, after, not a lot of people are going to call. Okay. Right, DJ, like, literally like 30 calls. DJ's playing with great. Xander Shoffley right now against Paul Casey and, and Byrne Weisberger. And? DeChambeau and Scotty Scheffler against Rom and Hatton. Finau and Harris English, who sounds like he should be European, are playing against <laughs> Rory and Shane Lowry. Oh, Team Ireland. Justin Thomas and the Patty Ice are playing against Tommy Fleetwood and Victor Hovland. Okay. Great update. <laughs> you're really, you're going to be like, you need a nap. <laughs> I can't, though. I'm solo this weekend. Whoa. Cage has no idea. And, like, he's going to be like, Daddy, Daddy. A lot of Ryder Cup. And you'll be like, Daddy was call screening today. Make your own lunch. (laughs) Back here on our radio and TV simulcast. Three-time Pro Bowler and and the owner of Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Um, and uh, he's partnered with FUBU Sports Network for the upcoming event Saturday, October 30th. Lights Out Extreme partnered with the FUBU Sports Network. Lights Out himself, our buddy Sean Merriman back here on the show. How are you, Sean? Rich, what's up, my man? How you doing? What's going on? Are you uh, not much living a dream. You are living. You're, an, you're owning this thing now, huh? You're owning your business. <laughs> you're, you're running a business. I am. I am. We've been up and running for two years, and uh, we just actually announced that that partnership on football sports uh-huh. um, a, f- a few months back. So we just had, you know, we had our first fight live. Yes. You know, and doing it live, man, it, it's a whole different ball game, right? Like you can you can tape and and have it out there, but doing it live, you're you know, you're walking around with your clamped and <laughs> you know, like oh yeah, worried, worried about something going wrong, some satellite. So it's a whole different ball game, man. But now yeah, we're we're live now in uh, football sports. Okay, and now and and you need people that that multitask on your team. Like that's what I'm doing today. Like my my guy Brockman is call screening and posting videos, and he's over there, right, Chris? You're doing all right over there. Yeah, I'm surviving. He's the one who checked you in <laughs> twice, yeah. and then TJ, my social media guy, he's sitting there, he's posting. He's uh, he's also taking slings and arrows from people calling in saying that his work is substandard and he doesn't like it. Well, they know and they I'm trying to that. I'm trying to host a show, but I also own this thing here, so my my head's about yeah. to explode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Rich, Rich, yo, Chris, Chris gave me a countdown. I thought I was taking off in a rocket ship. Like, okay, call back in uh, 19 seconds. And I'm like, uh, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sean, I just I just want, like, I didn't want you to wait. I didn't want you to wait longer than you had to. That's We're right. We're doing a show, not, space, not SpaceX. That's right. <laughs> so I, was about to, was I was about to say, this is the SpaceX yeah. version of a, yeah. of a radio television simulcast. That's a good note. Hey, Sean, remember that time I punked you on April Fool's on game day morning on, on uh, Total Access? Do you remember that one? Remember that I, one? I, I, try, I try not to, but yeah. Come on now. I try not we to. We go way back, Sean. We go way back. You go, you go even further back with my wife. She covered you at Maryland. My wife right. Susie covered you at Maryland. I remember all of that stuff, man. So I've been I've been knowing you for for a very very long time. Um, so you, let's talk some football. Let's talk some ball right here. What do you think of uh, uh, the Chargers? Your the current uh, version of the Chargers and the head coach. What are you hearing about the head coach and the current version of the Chargers, Sean? So when. Coach Brandon Staley, when he came in, when he first brought him in, he called me mm-hmm. um, that night that they announced he was coming in. And we spoke on the phone for about 20, 25 minutes. And, yeah, I, I knew uh, about him because of Sean McVay and, and just their you know team that they had up there and whatnot. But I didn't know much about him. But when he called me, he was like, ex- he was like over the top excited, man. You heard it in his voice. But I also, at the time, I didn't know how young he was. I had no idea he was like that young. So I'm talking to him on the phone. I said, this dude sounds young as hell. That was the first thing that came through my mind. Like, this guy sounds young. 
And he is, right? So you heard, like, the, the enthusiasm. And then, two, I was excited because they brought in a defensive-minded guy, right? Because I always, I always think that, you know, defensive coaches, they approach things a little bit different, practice a little bit more aggressive. Like, the mentality of the team, in my opinion, and that's going from Marty Schottenheimer to Noah Turner. No shot at Noah, but just, you know, it was a different mentality that was established. I feel like that mentality is coming back with Brandon Staley. So, I wasn't shocked at, you know, them beating Washington, you know, Washington football team. They have a really good team. Um, I, I was, you know, they probably should have beat the Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to blame it on the refs because as a former player, you're always told, like, let's, let's take it out of the refs' hands. But it was some calls made in that game, Rich, and you got to sit back and say, like, and I was at the game. I said, damn, this is, this is a bad way to lose. You, you can't lose the game like this. What would you think of the crowd? What was, what was the crowd like there? Because the conversation – you know, for the Rams and the home field advantage that I saw against the Bears, you know, um, there were some Bears fans there, but it was mostly Rams fans. And the conversation after the last couple of years, the Charger playing in the home of the L.A. Galaxy, it was kind of a road game for them. What was what was it like in that building in SoFi where there were, where there was it 50 50 because it's a ton of Cowboys fans travel. What was that? Home field advantage uh, like the Chargers. If it wasn't 50 50, it was 60 40 Chargers fans. I mean, okay. regardless of what people say. But people, you got to understand this too, and people don't talk about this enough. California is just a destination of where people go, you know, from Dallas and anywhere else. I mean, Kansas City fans and Denver, you're going to have fans there, right? Because they people migrate. Nobody leaves California and move to Kansas City. I mean, it just, unless there's a, a, a big job opportunity or something that's going to change your life or have an upgrade. Very few people leaving California or, you know, those states and going to the Midwest. It just it doesn't happen as much. So you're going to get the reverse of that. So you're going to have a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans. You're going to have Denver Broncos fans. You know, you're going to have Raiders fans, obviously, because that's, you know, kind of just their thing. Um, so you're going to have other people's fans there in the stadium. But what's going to change over time, and I'm already seeing it happening. And this, this started, Rich, last right before they left the last stadium when they played the Ravens. I was at that game that playoff game, and that stadium was rocking with Chargers fans. What needs to happen with them, they need to win, right? They need to win and start establishing new fans. People will slowly take off those, whatever team color your jersey is, and they'll start converting to being Chargers fans. Sean Merriman here on the Rich Eisen Show. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl this year? Who is your prediction coming into the year, Sean? Well, I don't know about winning, but I I still do think that Tampa's probably going to go back. Um, you know, I just think that because they, the team that they brought back automatically, that they're going to have another shot. Anytime you have that same core group of guys going back, uh, they're going to have a shot. Plus, two, they have they had an off season um, together this time for the first time. So you you think they're going to have a shot back? Uh, when you're talking about on the AFC side, to me, I think the AFC side is is probably more wide open. You know, you got um, you know obviously Kansas City. They they got there, but you know I, I said Kansas City before the season. But watching them play the Baltimore Ravens, I'm feeling you know a little bit less hopeful that they you know that they're going to have an opportunity to go back. The AFC, to me, in my opinion, is wide open with you know three or four different teams. Isn't it amazing that when you were drafted in 2005, Sean Merriman, 12th overall? You know, and you and Philip and LT and the rest of the crew, you know, that was put together was essentially put together in mind to just knock out Tom Brady and the Patriots. And now here we are in 2021 and Brady's going for his eighth. It's insane. It's kind of crazy, Sean. Guy's 44, going for his eighth, playing at 44, maybe better than he was at 24. It doesn't compute at all, Sean. 
It doesn't, you know what? Honestly, it doesn't make sense, right? You're trying to put it together. I know he got the, the TB12, the diet, and he takes really good care of his body and stuff like that. But if, if you look at, you know, kind of his body of work and even some of the years that they had a down year, he was getting hit. I remember when he, uh, we, we tore our knees up the same year. I think it was uh, in 08, we both had the surgeries, right? He went down to ACL. I, I tore my knee up as well. And I remember coming back to my knee and how hard that was. Uh, and just the process of it. And, you know, you're never the same when you go under the knife. So if you have a big knee, I had the Achilles, so you're never the same once you get surgery. To see him come back and still playing at this level, breaking records, when he said that he can play that he's almost 50 years old, and he said this, what, three, four years ago? I kind of like, yeah, right. He's bumped his, you know, he's, he's drinking that Patriots juice out there, right? Like, there, there's no <laughs> way. But. That to see him really doing it, he might actually be able to play for another three or four years, which is which is insane. It is insane, and plus he had a procedure this this past year. He said, you know, and you know, it's it, minor surgery is somebody's, you know, is minor when it's somebody else's. You know what I mean? Like that's it's it truly is incredible. Uh, I don't know if you saw. Did you see Peyton Manning said uh, on his Manning cast that any time he went into Gillette that he would not have a conversation in front of his locker because he was afraid that there was a live microphone in front of it. <laughs> You're laughing. Did you, were you in, in the rest of the charges the same way whenever you went into Gillette back in the day? You know, it's, it's funny because Peyton, you know, there's some seriousness behind every joke, right? I mean, we like, okay, we're joking about it, but absolutely. We, we all did. I mean, I think that most teams that played there, um, I remember uh, how the coaches, the assistant coaches would make us, any kind of game information, any adjustment, audibles, any pregame stuff, we would have somebody dedicated to go to the hotel rooms to clean up any kind of paperwork that was left there. You had to, you got fined if you didn't turn in your paperwork because what we heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, um, but we heard it by multiple people that they had housekeepers gathering information left by giving it to the Patriots <laughs> in the hotels. So you're saying the charger that New England had a connection with the housekeeping staff in the hotel on the road. And I don't know if, if they still had it at the same spot. It's Providence, Rhode Island, right? Is that where you guys stayed in Providence back in the right, day? Yep. Right. Okay. That this hotel where the, that this hotel would have a housekeeping staff instructed to look for any leftover pieces of paper that looked like something football wise and then collect it hand it over to somebody who would then hand it into the Patriots. That literally was a thought process of somebody in the Chargers organization. That's what you're saying. 100%. 100%. And we, we started, they started issuing out fines for not turning in your, your papers uh, or information. Was that because anywhere that, on the road was, or just New England? It was just New England. Oh, my gosh. What do you think? Do you really think that was happening for real? Look, I I don't I don't know who they you know if they had a connection at the hotel or whatever. I always believe when they smoke this fire, um, and I'm not saying that maybe it wasn't the, the top or execs or anybody in the organization. Maybe it was somebody that was you know maybe a lower level or you know the ball boy. I, I have no idea, but right. it definitely was a serious conversation, uh, and it was a serious issue that we had that we had someone collecting every piece of. Uh, game information, and if you left it in the hotel room, you was fine. And when you say where there's smoke, there's fire, you're not talking about the other rumor that the Patriots would have somebody on this hotel staff pull the fire alarm at 2 in the morning when there wasn't anything just to wake you guys up in the middle of the night before game day, right? There's that. There was that oh, one, it, too. That, that, was, uh, that was real smoke. That, that wasn't uh, 
We're, that was real smoke with that one. That was true. That one, you think they did that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Football's nuts, man. This is just crazy. The paranoia that, that goes on. And, and, and that's good enough. I mean, I bet you the Patriots love hearing this. I think I bet you they love hearing it because if it's in the mind's eye of anybody that comes in, I'm sure Sean Payton's talking about it this week to the Saints right now. I'm sure well, that sort of stuff. Well, he, he has to, he has to. I mean, you think about it. Um, and look, it's just it's just way, way, way too many things. And I don't know if any of this stuff true. I, no one's like said, "Hey, this happened," or they told me that we right. collected this information. And you know, don't talk in the showers, maybe the locker rooms. I don't know, but. You, you, it, it's been conversations throughout many, many organizations. Even when we're playing other teams, or you see guys in the off season, you kind of just chilling, having a, having a drink or hanging out. It's all it's been, it's talked about everywhere. It's just not like you know some secret news. Last one for you on the football front, and then we'll talk a little bit about your your fighting, and then we'll we'll let you go on your Friday. I think I remember this story. Um, you know, because I when I used to go to Pro Bowls, I was warned to never give out your room number because. If you do that, then the rest of the uh, people at the Pro Bowl will put their orders on your room, and then you check out, and your your bill is insane. Um, is it true your bill was insane after your first Pro Bowl because your room number got around, and the rest of the AFC team put it all on you, the rookie? Did that happen, Sean Merriman? Oh yeah. How much yeah. was it? What was uh -huh. your What was your tab? Uh, I, I think I had over three thousand dollars in drinks alone, and like my ties and and food and stuff like that. And and what happened, look, Rich, we were sitting by the pool. I had no idea. I'm thinking, you know, I'm one of uh, two rookies down there. I don't, we're sitting around having a good time. I'm, you know, yeah. looking around and then just taking everything in. Oh, and boy. the waitress came up and she tapped me on the shoulder. She said, hey, uh, you forgot to put your room number on here. And I just said, you can put it on there. And I said, it is such a, and right when I said it, uh -oh. uh, I think it was Ray Lewis or somebody who kicked me under the table. <laughs> they kicked me and said, no, don't do that. But it was already, people had already heard it. So I don't, I don't know. I think... There were offensive linemen sitting over there. There were you know, big guys. Oh. There's no way that somebody could drink $3,000 in my time. There's no way. Yeah, Sean Payton once to, to Tony Romo, when Tony made his first uh, Pro Bowl, said to him that his son, Sean Payton's son, had drawn some drawings of, of Tony Romo, some, drew some pictures of Tony Romo, some drawings. And, hey, I wanted to bring it. Uh, he wants to bring it to your room to give it to you. What's your room number? got that room number from Tony Romo and then broke the practice huddle by saying Romo's room number on three. And it was on and cracking after that. That's another story I heard once upon a time. Absolutely. No joke. So Ray Lewis kicked you under the table. Like, don't do it. <laughs> but Ray but it was already, the cat, the cat was out of the bag. It was done. It was already said it. And oh, right after he kicked me, I realized what I just did, but it was, it was too late. The, oh, the damage was done. Thousands of dollars later. But hey, at least now you could get to own the uh, lights out extreme fighting. So tell everybody what, uh, what's going on with it and what you want them to know and how they can follow uh, this sport through you. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. If you're in LA, October 30th at the Burbank Marriott lights out extreme fight, LXF six, uh, get your ticket to lightsoutxf.com And then also, uh, if you're not there, watch us on football sports. Um, it's going to be live. Got uh, three title shots uh, coming up, and uh, we're probably going to be sold out weeks before, so get your tickets. I love it, everybody. FubuSportsNetwork.com, Saturday, October 30th, uh, Lights Out Extreme Fighting uh, with Sean Merriman basically running the show. You're the best, Sean. You take care of yourself. Let's do this again soon. All right.
Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. That's Sean Merriman right here on the Rich Eisen Show here on a Friday. Fun stuff, man. All right, Chris, the fruits of your labor. The phone lines are lit. And then your sneaky good games. My three games under the radar for week number three. Just going out the door, talking about games few people are talking about. Let's do it. All right. Everybody, clean up your paperwork. I don't want anybody coming in here and seeing how we do our business. <laughs> don't want to find you. Man. Paranoia. Hey, clean up after Big you, destroyer. I heard that so much about that, that hotel in Providence, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. House of Horrors. That's all I heard about. Fire alarms. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. Back with your phone calls and finishing up our big football week, taking you to the football week, and that's next on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed i'm alex rodriguez And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, uh, so many phone lines. Let's just take them right here. A couple on uh, on Peacock if we can. Ira in Washington's been waiting for a long time. Let's take Ira's phone call. What's up, sir? Hey guys, uh, good show today. Thank you. Um, for... Thought for a second there that you guys, Susie uh, brought you guys into some mimosas. No, yeah, a little too much fun. No. I wish I know, right? We could do that. <laughs> no, but really, uh, you know, you said earlier uh, earlier in the show. Um, about getting rid of the field turf and going natural grass. Yep. And I just, I can't agree more. These athletes are so explosive. It's like, you know, I don't know if that, there's too much traction there or what, but, and just from a concussion standpoint as well. Well, I just, you know? again, I just seeing, seeing McCaffrey leaping in the air and, and then the hamstring goes, and then JC Horn, he just clicked his heels and broke his foot. Yeah. I think it got stuck in the yeah. turf. On a back pedal. It yeah. got stuck mm-hmm. in the turf. And it's just like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, like what it's meant to be played on natural grass, right? We, we should be, and thanks for the call, Aaron. Thanks for hanging on as long as you did. We should be able to have figure out how science we could grow some grass indoors, right? You would imagine, right? We can do everything else. I'm just saying, you know, you know, what do I know? I don't know anything about it. I mean, you're smart, though. You know, some Thank stuff. You. I appreciate yeah. you saying yeah. that. Did you just check someone else in right now? Yes. What'd you do? I had to take a call. Caleb in Houston. Caleb in Houston. All right, he's checking him in. This is great. 
What are you doing over there now? Me now? You uh, checking somebody out? No, I was just looking at this. Uh, okay. Boy, I mean, just what a job we have, <laughs> right? We get to look at screens. We're on a screen. We're on a screen. So right? many screens. People are getting hit. Looking at comments, reading comments. Ryder Cup this weekend. Ryder Cup. College football. Michigan Rutgers is right in the middle of the day. Ooh, what's the line on that, Rich? I have no idea. Both three and zero. Did you just ask him that? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine. I have no idea. Why, dude? I'll just tell you this. Twenty and a half. I would feeling good. Three I touchdowns. Bet, I wouldn't bet Michigan football ever. I wouldn't bet Michigan football. You guys were at ever. home. Ever. I couldn't even imagine. There's enough on the game for me. Betting on your own team. Please. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's when you got to really got a problem. Well, Rich, you know who you're talking. As of the emotional, like. <laughs> How's Syracuse football doing this year? We're not bad. I think we're two and one. Okay. We play tonight, actually. You know, your program's gone straight down the tubes ever since the coach called you on your birthday two years ago, right? Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> we play Liberty tonight, who actually, Liberty's quarterback is awesome. He is rising draft boards right now. Could he be glue-worthy? Does the Liberty, does the, does the Liberty quarterback Malik have an Willis. NIL? Malik Willis. I don't know. Good question. He must. He's really good. Anybody who's a quarterback must have an NIL. He's really good. Right, keep an eye on the Dome's group. gonna be rocking. All right, very good. 844-204-Rich, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, okay, Sunday night football is gonna be Aaron Rodgers and the Packers taking on Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. I say that because he's not on the screen. They put Kittle up there. It's Kittle. What is it? Is it the man bun game? Is that what it is? <laughs> The man bun bowl. Loser, loser shaves head. I don't know. Yo, but it's Sunday night on Peacock, everybody. What is Sunday. That show, Sons of Anarchy? These guys look like extras on that show. Okay. <laughs> Just an honor. They should put a man bun on Tariko Dungy and Drew Brees. <laughs> come on. No, what do you mean, come on? They should put that graphic up there. Well, Rich, would you, it would like just add on to what people think Brees already has oh, going Oh, my God. What? Is this thing on? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's go to some phone calls right here. Um, Patrick in Arizona has been waiting the longest. What's up, Patrick? Hey, Rich. How are you, buddy? What's going on? Hey, so uh, watching that James Harrison interview, I had felt I had to represent uh, the Cardinal Nation out here in Arizona. Okay. My father and I went to Super Bowl Forty Three. We were at that game screaming, how can you not tackle a 300-pound man lumbering yeah. 99 yards down the field? Right absolutely destroyed us the entire time we were watching that. So, you know, we get through what was a, an epic Super Bowl. We are checking out of the hotel. We are leaving the car rental facility, and we get on the bus to go to the airport. And there are seven members of James Harrison's family in jerseys sitting on the bus for us to sit with and have to stare at for the next 40 minutes while we drive from the car rental facility to the airport. It was, it was gut-wrenching. Mm. Well, oh, man. you made it through. You made it through. What yeah. a night. What a night. That was insane. That I tell night. you, you know what? It's highlighted my life with my father at the Super Bowl. Range of them. You know, he's getting a little bit older now. Can barely go to the games when, when he can. But mm. it's, you know, that was just one of those father-son moments that'll, you know, it'll be hard to repeat. Hopefully Cardinals give me something I can repeat with my kids at some point. Thank you for the call. Thanks for the memory lane right there. Pretty neat stuff. Patrick in Arizona. I remember that game. I remember that game in Tampa. I remember at the three-and-a-half-minute mark, they brought us down to the field. I remember Marshall, me, and Mooch 
and I guess Dion, getting ready to do the post-game show and running right towards us, scot-free, was Larry Fitzgerald to give the Cardinals the lead late in the Super Bowl, despite that pick six at the end of the first half. Had the lead. Yep, two and a half minutes and then left to Big go Big Ben marched down the field, and I didn't see that Santonio Holmes had caught it because we were on the other side of the field, so I didn't have a, at all a good vantage point as to him dotting the back of the corner. And I know that Santonio Holmes was the MVP of that game. Ben Roethlisberger in that final drive was at his all-time great finest. He was unbelievable, the throws he was making. And he didn't win it. And I bet you the reason why he didn't win that MVP is because of all the troubles that he had a couple years ago. And some of the riders were like, we're not doing it. We'll give it to the receiver. Might be right about that. Uh, you know, because he was unbelievable, yep. unstoppable. Let's get to my three games under the radar right here on the Rich Eisen Show for week number three. Do we have a drop for this, baby? Three games under the radar. Oh, oh look at that. Very good. Wow. Very good. I like that. That's production value right there. Well done. What, can't we, do, what really? can't we do? Uh, <laughs> can you have my NFL Films music, please? Here are the three games underneath the radar. Nobody's talking about this game in Western New York, an early game. Washington football Ooh. team at the Buffalo Bills. Loser, this game's going to be one and two in their Eastern Division. And it could be the home team, bro. Think so? Okay. 35 nothing against Jacoby Brissett in division is what everybody thinks the Bills are back. One way to have the Bills not back is Chase Young and the defense coming in at you. And I know that Daniel Jones was lighting him up, and everyone thinks, well, here comes Josh Allen. You know, um, don't sleep on it is basically all I'm saying. And people are sleeping on that game right now. It's a big one. It is a big one. New Orleans and New England. No one's talking about that either. A lot of more people, a lot of people would be talking about it if the Saints had, you know, not totally done the bed in Carolina or had the bed done on them, you know? by Carolina's defense. We'll see which one it is. And it's Jameis versus New England, and it's Mac Jones versus the Saints. We will see if the Saints defense can do to um, a rookie what they did to Aaron Rodgers. Right? Like, this should be a game where the Saints defense makes it a long afternoon for Mac Jones, who better play really boring, because the Saints defense can really take it to New England, and New England could wind up one and two by the end of this day. And that is not the way they want to go into Tom Brady coming to their house for the final for uh, for week number four. And then later on in the afternoon, it is 0-2 Minnesota with their home debut after losing in Cincinnati in overtime and then losing at the final gun in Arizona despite having uh, a makeable field goal to win it. And Dalvin Cook being questionable and Anthony Barr already being out this does not look good for Minnesota, but in comes Seattle after they got Derrick Henry out of their home opener in front of the 12s. And if they want to be in this mix in the NFC West, which obviously atop that division with San Francisco and Los Angeles, two very difficult home games for those teams, it would uh, it would behoove them to come up with a W on the road. And 0-3 for Minnesota would be just cool. an absolute mind-blower for them that's a big game those are my three games under the radar for week number three keep an eye out for all of those lost amongst the marquee games i can't wait to see how all those play out chris brockman what's your sneaky good games over there let's do it let's hit that drop too 
Here's Chris Brockman with Sneaky Good Games. Contests likely to surprise you with their heretofore undisclosed competitive value. All right, Christopher, what do you All right, I was terrible last week. <laughs> I apologize. One and five on the year. It's Ooh. not going well, Rich. Okay, Chris, let's go. Let's we got to turn man. it around. So I'm looking at three totals. I'm giving up picking winners. I'm just going for the totals. And we're taking three overs because that's more fun to root for. Rich, Baltimore at Detroit. This line is already going up. What's 49 and a half? It's now 50. The Ravens have given up 68 points in two games this year, and the Lions have showed a lot of heart and a lot of grit. They're in games. They sneak in the back door. I like a lot of action here. Next, Chargers and Chiefs. Chris Long told us earlier this week he's thankful the Kansas City defense exists so the NFL can have games be exciting. And this is Justin Herbert's coming out party. A lot of points in Arrowhead. And finally, Arizona at Jacksonville. <laughs> You're gonna do two it. words, Gus Johnson. Two more words, Aqib Tlaib. They're on the call. It's going to be Boncos. Arizona, Kyler Murray's the MVP of the league right now through two weeks. Trevor Lawrence isn't going to throw as many interceptions as touchdowns. I think he has a good game. It's going to be Boncos. There's going to be a lot of points. I like all three overs. Let's go. Okay. So you're taking it over just because Gus Johnson is calling the game. Only because Gus and Akeeb are on the call. By the way, in case anyone's wondering, the game that they called last week, I have it all written down here, a 400-yard passing game, a 100-yard rush game, a 100-yard pass game, a pick six, a 62-yard field goal, a double tat, a double dip pass for a first down, a 77-yard touchdown pass play, a uh, seven lead changes, two 52-yard field goals by a guy who missed the 37-yarder at the final gun, and 893 total yards in that game <laughs> your arizona it, cardinals that's it that was arizona versus minnesota right trevor lawrence let's go buddy uh jay on the east coast it says right here what's up jay you there jay yeah you can hear me what's up you're on the show you're hey, on the air guys guys you know i just i'm feeling good feel good friday I see you guys working your butts off. Thank you. You know, Brockman holding down the fort, answering phones. <laughs> yeah, TJ over there was doing some spawn stars or whatever. I don't know what he's doing over there, but I dig it. And, you know, Del Tufo's out. Missed that guy in his over-the-top mm-hmm. references, you know. But uh, just wanted to say, appreciate what you guys are doing. And I'm Thank a long-time you. listener, first-time caller. I love it. Where have you and, been, Jay? Uh, Little... I wanted to give you guys a shout-out. Where, where exactly on the East Coast are you, Jay? You know, right now, yeah. uh, my girlfriend and I are traveling around the country. She just started her travel nurse journey, and I'm, I'm along for the ride. I'm a free agent. And uh, we're in Baltimore right now. Okay, that so is the East Coast. We're home team while we're out here, you know what I'm saying? At one point, we need okay. on Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Lamar finally got his on uh, right. heading home, but thank you, you Jay. Know, I, I anticipate that being a long time rivalry here to come throughout the years. You know what I'm saying? Well done, thank you, Jay. Appreciate that. He's got a new name for your show, TJ. <laughs> yeah, Spawn Stars. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Being, I'm tiptoeing around it because that's a, technically a note we just gave him. Yeah. Uh-oh. Okay, okay. technically gave him a note. Let's not do that. But let's no, do we'll the, do it. We'll wait till, it's okay. we'll wait till noon and we can do it. Dak <laughs> is on Monday's show. so That's good. That's good news for TJ. Don't you think? I think that's good news for TJ. Corey Stoll was supposed to be on this show. He's going to be on next week after we get a shoehorn in another episode of Billions, the season finale. Oh, season finale. And then the Many Saints of Newark next week. Cannot wait. Many Saints of Newark next week. Yes. We'll get on that. 
So we've got a, a fun weekend of football coming up. Wisconsin and Notre Dame and Soldier Field. We got that going on. We'll check out who's going to be our toughest player on planet Earth. So you can tweet us about that. When we come back, though, we'll finish up with a smile on Peacock. Have a great weekend for everyone else.